In the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back on a week that saw the government facing a no-confidence motion, a bruising battle for the Tory leadership, more Russian attacks on Ukraine and shocking testimony from the January 6th hearings. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. And don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates at 7 a.m. The Dáil was the centre of attention this week as the impact of Fianna Gael TD Joe McHugh's vote against the government's MICA redress bill prompted Sinn Féin to table a vote of no confidence in the now minority government. Ex-Fianna Gael and now independent Tipperary TD, the poll topping Michael Lowry voted with Sinn Féin last week to bring forward the budget. But this time he said he would vote with the government, saying it would be morally wrong to ask people to wait for badly needed assistance during a cost of living crisis. This was echoed by Thishuk Michal Martin who spoke on Monday afternoon saying that he believed that TDs wanted to get things done and the budget was a big part of this. A majority of TDs believe in, in getting things done, in constructively dealing with challenges and problems and primarily dealing with the cost of living and ensuring that we have a budget at the end of September. Uh, there would be a real doubt over a budget at the end of September if there was to be a general election in the next number of weeks. There were lively scenes in the Dáil on Tuesday before the Sinn Féin table motion of no confidence took place. The government comfortably defeated the motion by 85 votes to 66, but not before opposition parties had their say on the coalition's performance to date. Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou Macdonald repeated her claim that the government had lost the support of the people. You've lost the support of the people if indeed you ever had it. And last week you lost your Dáil majority and now Taoiseach you scramble to get the votes to win a confidence motion. The writing is on the wall for you. Housing was also a hot topic as Social Democrat co-leader Catherine Murphy said it was impossible to be confident in any government that has such a poor record in this crucial area. I believe the are to the havoc it is, havoc it is causing and housing uh, which has long morphed from a crisis into a disaster. Finance Minister Pascal Donoghue wasn't taking it lying down and had a proper go at Sinn Féin in return. A party that's negative on Europe, a party that is indifferent to investment and a party that always sees income in our country as something to be spent and never earned. It's official, Boris isn't going anywhere until September. Following his resignation as Tory leader, he's been filling in as temporary PM and on Monday evening, the 1922 committee released its new rules for the election of a Conservative Party leader. Changes meant party hopefuls needed 20 signatures to be eligible for the first round of voting, which could narrow down the list of potential candidates significantly. Chairman of the 1922 committee, Sir Graham Brady, explained how it works. First ballot on Wednesday and a second ballot is likely on Thursday. We expect uh, 20 supporters for each candidate, a proposer and a seconder who will be public, and 18 others. We'll also expect that on the first ballot, any candidate to proceed must have uh, won at least 30 votes from parliamentary colleagues. While the Conservative Party focused on their leadership race, Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer accused the Tory leadership contenders of entering an arms race of fantasy economics with their tax cut promises that would cost over £200 billion to implement. In a speech, the Labour leader set out his party's vision for government. I'm impatient to get things done. I can see what's wrong with Britain and I want to fix it. It's what I've done with our own party. 
The Tory leadership contest saw various casualties through the week, with Jeremy Hunt, Nadim Zahawi and Sajid Javid all falling by the wayside. International Trade Minister Penny Morden, two polls put ahead of the other candidates with the Tory faithful, says the Conservative Party's failure was when it came adrift from its values. Recently, I think our party has lost its sense of self. We have a war and we have a manifesto to deliver and standards and trust to restore. Thursday saw the second round of voting with leadership rivals battling to catch up with Rishi Sunak after the former Chancellor took a firm lead. Attorney General Suella Braverman was knocked out in Thursday's vote. Earlier in the day, Liz Truss launched her campaign. The Foreign Secretary credited her hard work and aspiration as she pitched her plan to make Britain a high-growth economy. I can lead, I can make tough decisions and I can get things done. I am ready to be Prime Minister from day one. Friday night saw a candidate's debate on Channel 4 with another on Sunday on ITV. And on Monday on Sky News, the third round of voting will then take place on Monday evening. It was another week of brutal attacks on civilian targets in Ukraine as Russian missiles hit an apartment building in eastern Donetsk, killing at least 26 people. That was followed by another attack on the city of Venetia in central Ukraine that left 22 people dead, including three children. It came as world leaders have aligned over war crimes in Ukraine during a tribunal at The Hague on Thursday. The US and more than 40 other countries agreed to coordinate investigations into suspected war crimes committed by Russian forces in the country. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba says Russia needs to be held to account. All we want is the crime of aggression committed by Russia against Ukraine to not remain unpunished. A number of international organizations and national legislators have already adopted resolutions supporting the establishment of the special tribunal. Meanwhile, Ireland is struggling to cope with the number of Ukrainian refugees that have arrived to the country, with over 100 women and children temporarily stuck at Dublin Airport as the city west centre is now full. But the problem appears to be not just arrivals from the Ukraine, but the UK's new draconian policy of sending asylum seekers to Rwanda has had an impact on Ireland, according to Thishuk Michal Martin. That policy announcement, which I thought was a, a wrong policy announcement by the UK, a, a shocking sort of initiative in my view, to be doing some agreement with Rwanda, uh, clearly may have motivated people uh, utilising the common travel area uh, to come into the Republic. Yes, I think there, it, it is one of a number of factors. Wednesday saw a new Defence Forces action plan launched by Thetuk Michal Martin. It sees defence's spending set to rise from the current figure of 1.1 billion euros to at least 1.5 billion by 2028. The new budget will go on improved radar systems, increasing the number of soldiers serving and upgrading the Navy. Michal Martin says even with the cost of living crisis, the extra spending is necessary. But if you look at the level of spending of Ireland on, on, on defence issues relative to other European Union states, it's very clear that we're not where we should be quite frankly. The level of, of, of expenditure commitment uh, I think is necessary uh, to get to a very basic level of defence. And with up to 3,000 new personnel expected to join the Defence Forces ranks, there's a focus on changing the culture following the report from the Commission on the Defence Forces. Chief of Staff Lieutenant General Sean Clancy says a cultural shift is a priority. We have seen significant, I suppose if you like, just calling out inappropriate behaviour because some of this is just absolutely peer-to-peer calling it out for what it is. Inappropriate behaviour comes in the totality of the spectrum, from misogyny right down to just inappropriate language, inappropriate behaviour, inappropriate actions. And all of this 
has to stop. And Minister for Foreign Affairs Simon Coveney is also backing cultural change with a target of 35% female staff in the Defence Forces compared to the 7% that is currently the case. I can guarantee you that we will not deliver the kind of ambition that we're outlining today without that cultural change. Still to come the Smart 7 Ireland edition, things get heated as the January 6th committee hears from the White House lawyer and Sir Mo Farah reveals a very personal secret. Right after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. On Tuesday, the U.S. Home Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol resumed its hearings and heard about a particularly heated meeting in December. Former White House counsel to Trump, Pat Cipollone, who will testify again next week, described the meeting and who was there. I was not happy to see the people in the Oval Office. I don't think any of these people were providing the president with good advice. This got intense pretty quickly with some witnesses describing it as unhinged. Here's what Rudy Giuliani, who was at the meeting, remembers. I'm going to categorically describe it as you guys are not tough enough. Or maybe I put it another way, you're a bunch of Excuse the expression. The day after this, Trump sent his now famous tweet asking supporters to come to Washington for a wild event on January 6th. Liz Cheney committee chairwoman remarked that Donald Trump is a grown man and not an impressionable child. Hmm. As our investigation has shown, Donald Trump had access to more detailed and specific information showing that the election was not actually stolen than almost any other American. And he was told this over and over again. Olympian athlete Mo Farah has revealed that he was trafficked to the UK as a child. In a BBC documentary which airs on Wednesday night, the Olympian athlete reveals that as a nine-year-old he was flown from Somaliland to the UK and made work as a domestic servant. Thanks to the help of his PE teacher, Farah was put into care at age 12 and found solace on the running track. Sir Mo says he wanted to tell his story to challenge the public perceptions around trafficking and slavery. Most people know me as Mo Farah, but... It's not my name or it's not the reality. The real story is I was born in Somaliland, north of Somalia, as Hussein Abdi Kahin. We here at the Smart 7 love nothing better than a day out of the studio and 
on the farm. On Monday, we visited Jeremy Clarkson's farm in the Cotswolds and sat down over lunch with the well-known presenter and Caleb, the breakout star of the Prime Video hit show. Unlike Jeremy, Caleb grew up working on farms and has put those skills to good use and helped Clarkson adapt to rural life. The second season is due sometime in the new year. No, nothing's changed at all really I'm still I get up jump on a tractor go to work stay in the tractor until about 9 o'clock somebody else asked him that question and he said I've lived in Chipping Norton all my life everyone in Chipping Norton knows me I still only go to Chipping Norton and everyone in Chipping Norton still knows me this has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition wherever you're listening do us a favour and hit the follow button we're back Monday morning at 7am have yourselves a great weekend Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.